T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And good morning, everybody, and welcome in to another Saturday on Inside the Clubhouse alongside Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito in for David Haw today. Glad to be with you here, Bruce, and uh, an exciting game one finish in the World Series last night. Absolutely, Mike. It was uh, one of the uh, games for the ages when it comes to World Series, and it was exciting going 11 innings with the walk-off by uh, by. The Texas Rangers and uh, Garcia was really exciting uh, game. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we will talk World Series today. We will talk Cubs, White Sox. Mike and I can be reached at 312-644-6767. Mike, a lot going on uh, already with the offseason. I wrote a story on our website yesterday at 670thescore.com where you can go and read it. And uh, we talked a lot about the fact that the Chicago Cubs have been proactive so far in getting their ducks ready in the offseason, the White Sox are as well. But uh, the story was based around the availability of San Diego outfielder, superstar outfielder Juan Soto, and the viability of him becoming a Chicago Cub in the offseason here. Absolutely, and that is something that should excite all Cubs fans. Uh, Juan Soto, one of the best players of this generation, he has been really since he came into the league with Washington as a, uh, was he 19 or 20? Whatever it was, he's, he's been a, a star player pretty much from the jump. And uh, this past season, uh, a 930 OPS with 35 homers and 109 RBIs. And one year left on his contract, which is kind of familiar, Bruce, in that not that uh, it's exactly similar to what the Cubs did with Bellinger last year, but they gave him a one-year deal in free agency, uh, essentially you know, renting the player for a year, paying him his wage, but no long-term ties. But with Soto, this would be a different thing. You'd have to trade for him, and the asking price would undoubtedly uh, be high in terms of young players. And you mentioned... Uh, contract control being a key and, and, you know, cause San Diego looking to reduce their spend. Right. And, and, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here, but let's, let's take a look first. And again, three, one, two, six, four, four, six, seven, six, seven, your thoughts about Soto to the Cubs, 
the way they're looking at Pete Alonzo, also of the Mets. And let's look at the philosophy here of the Chicago Cubs. They have, since they made their trades in 2021, trading the uh, the Bryants, the Rizzos, and uh, the Baezes, they have kind of been on a track of rebuilding the organization and trying to compete at the same time. They did exceptionally well last year, falling a game short of the playoffs, winning uh, 82 ball games. But the reality of baseball in 2024, Mike, might be more about what the Cubs are doing in other teams to compete and let their farm systems grow at the same time. And what is wrong with the idea of a rent-a-player like they did with Bellinger last year, which worked out so well, like an Alonzo, like a um, Morel, um, like a Soto, if indeed they make moves toward them. Now, obviously, you have to give up good young players in your organization to obtain these superstar talents. But isn't the reality of this all about trying to win and trying to get better as an organization every year, uh, taking care of business for yourself, for the long run, and for your fan base year in and year out. Absolutely, no, and that's the 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 thing with the Cubs. They're in a nice position here. You know, they have the financial flexibility to to make moves like this. We've been talking about Bellinger. Uh, they signed Dansby Swanson last offseason. So financially, this is something they can do. If you made a trade for Soto, though, you would imagine this would be a long-term thing. The guy is on a Hall of Fame trajectory. He's an annual all-star, and this would be a guy, uh, I would imagine, and Cubs fans let us know, 312-644-6767. Cubs fans, do you think that this is a fit? And would you give up? What, what do you give up? What would you give up for a guy like Juan Soto? Reminder that we are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And, and Bruce, if it's me, I'm certainly on board with, with uh, acquiring Juan Soto. I have no problem giving up some young talent for him, with the caveat that you're not doing this as a rental. You're bringing in Soto, and you're going to then attempt to re-sign him, much like what we've talked about uh, with the other wild card in the Cubs offseason, which is which is Cody Bellinger. No, but it's it's the same thing as Bellinger. He has the same agent, Mike. Yep. So uh, so Scott Boris is the agent. If you can't get him to sign a long-term deal, and there have been rare occasions where teams allow you to talk to their player about a long-term contract before you make a trade, but it, it's a wonky situation knowing that the player is still under your contract control. You haven't traded him yet, but the player understands that he is going to be dealt for the right package in the offseason. So it's difficult to make a long-term contract with a player like Soto or anybody else when he's under contract control somewhere else. That would be difficult. But the more realistic thing, Mike, is that the San Diego Padres are going to ask for Christopher Morrell as the exchange for Soto. Christopher Morrell hit 44 home runs last year. He hit uh, 26 of those uh, for, I'm sorry, he hit 37 home runs. He, he had 26 of those in the major leagues, 11 in one month at AAA. He, he uh, smashed his way through the minor leagues the first month of the season to join the Cubs again after having a difficult 
end of the 2022 season, starting the mi- in the minor leagues. Morrell, most people believe, is going to continue to be a big-time home run hitter at age 24 and is trying to develop in this offseason a position that he can play. The Cubs were not able to find that for him in 2022-23. He uh, really doesn't have one that he's great at. The uh, story out there I'm hearing is that he's going to play with some winter ball, play third base, try to be the Cubs' third baseman in 2024. But, Mike, would you trade Morrell, who has four years of contract control, to... It might be five years, actually, of contract control. Would you trade him knowing that you only have one year of control for Soto? Would, would, if I, you, I, a straight-up deal, would you do it? I would, and that's only because I am a, a huge Juan Soto fan. I think that's the kind of guy you build a team around for the next 10 years. I mean, he's 25 years old. He's been an all-star. He is uh, on that Hall of Fame trajectory, and he's already – a six-year MLB veteran, despite his his very young age. So if you're looking at players in their prime to build around, and Soto, we we saw this last year when San Diego acquired him, or two years ago when San Diego acquired him, you know, the, the players like this don't come around very often. This is a guy that you get and you keep. San Diego, obviously, with their salary uh, difficulties, because they have so many guys, uh, Bogarts and Manny Machado come to mind immediately. So, I mean, they have a lot on their payroll. Uh, if I'm the Cubs, though, and I can get Juan Soto and plant him in my outfield for the next 10 years, uh, I'm going to do that. I understand right. the morale thing, but I, I, I'm with you. Like, And that's the difficulty with, with him is that we've seen it for two years now. He doesn't have a position. And I don't know how much winter ball work is going to help him uh, master third base. I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see him finding that position. Well, keep in mind, we're talking about Soto, and who's already a six-year veteran, as you said, and Morrell, who's got a, a little bit more than one year. Uh, you, you're, you're talking about guys that are the same age. There, there's yeah. only six months difference in their ages, okay? So it's pretty amazing, you know, when you say, well, you're going to give up a young player. Soto is the exception in this type of trade because of the fact he's so young. And as you mentioned, you can be more comfortable giving an eight-year or 10-year deal, and, and you're never comfortable doing it in my mind, Mike, an eight- or 10-year deal to a Soto than you would to a guy that's 27 or 29. You know, you have Bellinger that's going to play at 28. You know, he's going to be looking for anywhere from seven to 10 years. You're not comfortable there with Soto you have a feeling that, uh, you know, you're getting a player at age 25 who should be uh, in his prime till at least 33. You're, you're probably going to get seven or eight years out of him if you, if you have any luck whatsoever. And that is uh, something that Boros and Soto are going to make you pay for. Absolutely. And uh, we want to hear from you at 312-644-6767 as we talk about the possibility of Juan Soto uh, making his way to the Cubs via trade this offseason, as Bruce wrote about yesterday on our website on 670thescore.com. Uh, let's go out to LaGrange. We'll talk to Campbell. And, Campbell, you're on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning. How you guys doing today? Good morning. Good morning. 
Yeah, I just want to say, I mean, Soto, there's talks about Alonzo. I think either way, and you're probably going to have to give up Morrell in a trade here. And I'm not sure, do we still have uh, Jaimar Candelario, or is he is he gone? He's a free agent. Okay, so uh, odds of bringing him back are little. So now you're struggling with deciding who your third baseman and first baseman are. Say you get Soto, that outfield's locked down because half can move to center, and then Suzuki's in right, and then you get Soto and left, or Soto and right. Yeah, Soto's right field. But, I mean, it's just the predicament we're in, and is it really worth taking on Soto's huge contract and then having the struggles of not being able to fill out this lineup? Yeah, that's a great question, and thanks for your call. Mike, he, he, he made $24 million last year, his second year of arbitration. This year he's going to make $30 million, uh, maybe even $30 million plus in arbitration this year. So mm-hmm. that's the commitment economically. It's a sizable amount, but it's for only one year. You, you are already looking at a player that the agent is going to want 35 to $40 million for a year, right? If he's already making $30 million in 2024, what are you going to want for a 26-year-old superstar hitter, outfielder, uh, going forward? So, you know, the risk is there. And, and, and again, as, as the caller put it, Mike, you only, you only have so much inventory to trade for guys that are a one-year buy-in only. And, and that's what Soto is. That is what uh, Alonzo would be. Uh, you're rolling the dice so that you can sign them to a longer-term deals. How much can you afford to expend when it comes to both cash and predictability of being able to re-sign the player? Because... You, the likelihood, uh, and both of these guys are Boros clients, okay? The likelihood of you being able to sign them during this year, you know, it, it might be 70-30 that you, you're not going to sign them until they go to full-blown free agency a year from November. So you're rolling the dice there. On the other hand, you as, as we've talked about and as the caller pointed out, you don't have a third baseman. You don't have a first baseman. You don't have a mm-hmm. center fielder. You don't have any power hitting in the middle of your lineup. So you're going to have to spend money or make trades to make sure that you have that. Because uh, this was an offense that performed pretty well. They were sixth in baseball and runs scored this year at about 819. You have to take away the last month of the season where they had a dreadful time of scoring runs. But nonetheless, um, they have places to fill regardless of the of, of the um, the way that this farm system has moved forward, and it is one of the better ones in baseball, uh, projecting some of those players stepping right into center field, third base, first base next year, eh, that's a little that's a little questionable at this point. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one because of the position, right? Soto is an outfielder. You also have, Pete Crow Armstrong, who is the team's top prospect, who we saw at the end of the year, not a great uh, showing in his MLB debut, but that doesn't mean that he's still not a great prospect. I mean, uh, he has torn it up in the minor leagues. He is a center fielder. He is a speedster. He's great defensively. Cody Bellinger, free agent. You have to make a decision there. 
also plays center but can play first base. So he's touching a lot of the positions that we're talking about of need. Whereas with Soto, you'd have to do some juggling, Bruce. And I'm looking on the text line again, 312-644-6767. A lot of people are asking, well, what do you do positionally? If you if you make a Soto deal, you know, who, who then is the odd man out of that outfield? We had uh, the last caller wanted to move Ian half to center. I don't know that that's realistic. Who's playing first? Where, you know, are you able to have resources to do that, Bruce? Well, look, the success of the team, I, I thought, at the beginning of last year, through, and it carried out throughout the season, was the defense being the uh, extra level of pitching that kept the Cubs in games for most of the year, okay? The, the outfield defense with Bellinger in center was, was outstanding, okay? The infield defense was certainly fortified by two of the best middle infielders in the game. You know, having uh, moved Horner over to second base, you know, bringing in a new shortstop in Swanson. So you can't just throw anybody in center field. At Wrigley Field, you can, okay? 81 games of the year in a smaller ballpark, I think that Ian Happ can cover center field. On the road, it's going to get, uh, it's going to be a situation where you see their defense being exploited uh, and not enough range. All the outfielders good. Look, Hap is a gold glove left fielder. He's not a center fielder. Mm-hmm. You have right field. Suzuki's a good right fielder. Okay, Soto is a average at best, sometimes below average left fielder. You have to consider that as a part of what you're doing. But when you look at the run production, you look at the middle of the order, more importantly, Mike, you look at the left-handed bat, uh, the production from another left-handed bat. You're losing Bellinger. If you don't bring him back, you have no left-handed power. You have Hap a little bit. Uh, you no longer have Candelario unless you sign him as a free agent. Uh, there is some slug that is certainly going to be missing for the Chicago Cubs if uh, Bellinger is not replaced. Let's get back out to the phone lines, Bruce. A lot of people want to check in on your Juan Soto piece from yesterday. Chris is in Oswego. Chris is up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Chris. Hi, guys. Uh, who wouldn't want Juan Soto, okay? Uh, and if we were the New York Mets, I'd take him in a second. But we're not the New York Mets with a $360 million payroll. Uh, Mike, you alluded, you said something like building a team around him. They built a team around him. San Diego had a heck of a team, and mm. they didn't win. He, um, he's as, as Bruce was just alluding to, he's a, a subpar, depending on what metric you watch to, or look at, I and mean, I know defensive metrics are wonky, but he's, a, he's average to below average in left field. And the other thing that, that uh, I don't like is that he, and, and, you know, stolen bases are back, and he was 12 out of 17. So he's not going to be, as he ages, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a, a two-way player that's going to give you that, you know, 20, 30 or whatever, like a lot of guys do. And, you know, he's only, he leads the league in walks every year. He's a great hitter. I mean, he's a generational hitter, but I don't know if him by himself is going to help the Cubs. Thanks. I'll hang up and great show guys. Mike, you got to have that left-handed bat. You, you need yep. that power back. And, and you know, every official, Every president of baseball ops or every general manager that I've talked to that do not have enough left-handed hitting in the middle of their orders always say, well, we don't really care if the guy hits left or right-handed as long as they're productive. And to a certain extent, that's true. 
But you uh, you look at the playoffs, you look at the World Series, you look at the balance of the lineups, you're, you're going to see left-handed hitters that impact most of these games every single night, okay? What did we what did we see last night tying this yep. ball game up? Okay, it was Seager hitting a big home run in the ninth inning. You know, so uh, you must have that balance in your lineup. The Cubs, for the most part, except for a month when Bellinger was on the IL this year, were a tremendously balanced lineup. If you remember when Bellinger was out, they really struggled to score runs. They really struggled to win games when he was out uh, during yeah, the they summer. Did. Yep. So. So from that perspective, you know, Hoyer and the front office, they know what they want to do. Hoyer is as smart as anybody when it comes to understanding balance in a lineup. Uh, That's the first thing they looked for when he came in with Epstein in 2012. The idea, even though they weren't going to win, they wanted left-handed hitting as a part of their lineups to give their manager, their team, a chance to win a ballgame. So you don't have to sell them on this. The reality is, how much inventory do you give up? And do you regret trading Morrell, who might be a 40 home run hitter every year, uh, for one year buy-in for Alonzo or Soto? Well, right, and and you know, and it sounds like, and I appreciated Chris's call and his comments were were spot on. It sounds like Chris's team Bellinger. If we're if we're making uh, you know rankings or teams here, uh, it sounds like Chris, Chris would rather have. Uh, belly back and forget about the Soto trade and keep Morel, keep whoever else you're going to do and just pay Bellinger. And, you know, he's a guy, you know, he's a guy who was here and uh, performed very well for the Cubs. Uh, we need to take a quick timeout, Bruce. When we come back, though, we have lots of callers on hold. would like you to please stay on hold. We'll continue to talk about this with uh, Mark and Nick and Kevin, everybody else that's on hold. Please stick there. We will talk White Sox as well. They have a new bullpen coach and we'd also like to uh, mention later in the show uh, Dusty Baker's retirement we'll also talk at the top of the 10 o'clock hour to Andre Dawson and Tyler Kepner from The Athletic will join us as well as we talk World Series an exciting one last night down in Texas he's Bruce Levine I'm Mike Esposito more of your calls on this Juan Soto topic next here on Inside Call from Mom Answer it Call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Inside the clubhouse on the score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse. Let's see what the Cubs and Sox are doing in the offseason on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. Dolis Garcia sends on the other way. That sends Carroll back. He's at the line. And the legend grows. Adolis Garcia wins game one. 
Talk about the legend growing. It absolutely is. Uh, highlight courtesy of Fox TV. Joe Davis on the call. Adolis Garcia, Bruce, walking things off in game one last night. Texas beats Arizona 6-5. to five, And you mentioned it earlier. Corey Seager tied it with a two-run blast in the ninth off of Seawald, the closer for the D-backs. An exciting finish down there in Texas as we are here on hour one of Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Before we get back to your calls, quick reminder before Chicago takes on L.A. tomorrow, tune in 4 to 7 p.m. for the PNC Bank pregame show right here on The Score. Presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. Join Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley. They'll get you ready for the game. PNC Bank, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Then immediately after the game, instant reaction from Mark Rohde, Olin, and Pat on the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. All of that right here on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. And Bruce, uh, from the text line, uh, lots of uh, Team Bellinger uh, texts coming in. A lot of people uh, more enthused about a belly return uh, than a potential Soto trade, at least from our text line. That is such a difficult thing to figure out. You know, you have to think along with the agent who is Scott Boros. Scott Boros is one of the the most, uh, you know, honored and, uh, you know, well thought of agents in the game of baseball. He's made history by being one of the most successful agents in the history of the game. He does his thing his way. And his thing, his way, is when he has the best player or players in an offseason, he doesn't necessarily take the first offer, the second offer, the third offer. He tries to get the very most money for his player by holding out sometimes until January or February. If that's the case, again, and, you know, again, look at the history of Bryce Harper, how late he signed you know, with the Philadelphia Phillies a few years back. And when you look at Bellinger, the the Cubs cannot afford to be hamstrung through January and February and not know if they're going to have Bellinger as a part of their team. So at a certain point, they are going to have to try to build this team without the idea of Bellinger being there. They have to have some for sure's going into 2024. A trade for Soto or for Alonzo would be a for sure that they have a middle-of-the-order hitter in 2024 to make sure that they're, uh, they are a balanced team. They are a team that can be productive. They are a team that can fight for the division. And uh, that is part of the dilemma for them. It would be great to wait for Bellinger and Boros it wouldn't be prudent necessarily to wait. Uh, the, the Cubs are going to have to make an offer somewhere soon in the offseason for Bellinger. And that will probably be somewhere between six, six to eight years at $30 million a year. Other teams are going to be involved in that. Certainly the New York Yankees appear to be one of those teams. Uh, you're going to have to get an answer from Boros and Bellinger mm-hmm. quickly. And if they're not interested in responding quickly, you're going to have to move on. And that is why the Cubs front office certainly looking at players like Soto and like Alonzo. It doesn't preclude you from signing them to long-term deals, but they, you know, they are in a similar situation because they have the same agent. So that also puts uh, that into the equation, moving toward 
the offseason of 2024. It's a fascinating subject and uh, interesting, very interesting to see the all the moving parts as the Cubs uh, try to figure out what to do. And I'm sure Jed Hoyer knows plenty as to what his plan is. But as we talk about it here, 312-644-6767, we want to talk about it with you. Let's head back out to the phones, Bruce, and we go out to Glenn Ellen. Mark is up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning. I uh, just want to make a quick point about Christopher Morrell. Um, if you go on Baseball Savant, it's one of the more advanced websites with like uh, like more in-depth stats. You can look at him and uh, average exit velocity 91, very good. It's actually under the category. Uh, it it represents that as great. Barrel percentage 95%. Again, great. Hard hit percentage 92, great. He's in the top percentile on these things. And you compare it with a guy like Ian Happ. He just doesn't hit the ball hard. You know, Christopher Morrell is someone who hits the ball hard. He, uh, you know, squares it up. That's what we need playing on the Chicago Cubs. And you look at, like, an Ian Happ, he doesn't do that. But there's more commitment to Ian Happ versus uh, Christopher Morrell. So uh, I'm going to hang up. I'm a big high on Christopher well, Morrell. we got to keep him on the team. Thanks. Hold on a second. Uh, I, I just, you know, your points are, are well taken. Morrell's bat speed is, is among the most elite in baseball. There's, there's no question about it. There's something different when you see him swing and when it makes contact. The reality is, is that he's not a finished product. But he, at age 24, I'm with you. He's going to get better, okay? Not to mention, uh, and, and again, thanks for your call. We appreciate it, Mark. Uh, Mike, not to mention the fact that uh, he is one of the best-liked and best clubhouse guys for a young guy that I've seen in a long time. Just a terrific guy in the clubhouse. Uh, brings a tremendous amount of energy and positivity all the way around. So these are intangibles that uh, other teams like the Padres love about Morrell. The Cubs love him. They certainly would not like to trade him. But uh, the idea that uh, he needs a position, he does strike out way too much still. Uh, That will probably come down with experience and, uh, you know, his knowledge of the strike zone a little bit better. I'm a huge Morrell fan. Um, is he Juan Soto? Will he bring you what Juan Soto brings to the lineup in 2024? I think that's the question that we look at. Are the Cubs trying to serve you, the fan, in a better way by giving you a competitive team for the playoffs every year while they continue to build their farm system? That is what we're looking at here, Mike. Next up on the phones, Bruce, on the north side, we go and talk to Nick on Inside the Clubhouse. Morning, Nick. Morning, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on uh, the Juan Soto conversation. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it's not a matter of his talent because obviously he's a generational talent. It's about what you're going to lose to get him. And obviously Morrell is going to be on the table. But, you know, once you start talking about, like, Brennan Davis, Kate Horton, some of those younger guys, even PCA, and then, you know, you've already talked about, like, that we'll have too many people in the outfield. I think what makes more sense in terms of intelligent spending, um, you know, since Morello is going to be on the table anyway, trade for a Pete Alonso type because you're going to get guaranteed 40-plus home runs, well, 35-plus home runs. And then it still doesn't address third base. Matt Chapman is out there, and I think that's going to be a perfect fit because we're the Cubs. We can't say oh the Mets will spend they'll get anyone we should be spending just like that Jed just said hey we want to be more intelligent about it but that doesn't mean there's a cap 
to our spending. So if we trade for Pete Alonso, I know the Scott Boris effect is still there, but trade for him, get a Matt Chapman, and then we got to address the starting pitching, maybe get one, two bona fide guys, and then really bolster that bullpen. I think our infrastructure, both in the major league and then the minor league system, will be in a much better place versus if we go all in on Juan Soto and all those question marks are still there. Right. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Mike, uh, you know, he brings up some some excellent points. We, we got to see, uh, you know, at the end of last year, you know, a, a little bit of some of the other guys that are going to be uh, coming around, Alcantara and people like that. The, the Cubs have some really viable young players coming on, and they, they did a good job of uh, bringing them up last year and making them a part of the team while they were – competing for a division and for a wild card. So I, I thought 2023, even though they failed so miserably at the end, was a, tr- a terrific year for implementing farm system players, showing what the farm system has, going out and getting players uh, like Swanson that really helped establish and solidify your defense, making the Cubs a legitimate contending team. Now, Automatically, are the Cubs a 90-win team next year just because of some of this production? No, they're not. I think if you sit down with Jed Hoyer, Mike, and you you talk to him honestly, he would tell you, can we win 83, 84 games automatically last year by or this year by putting the same people out there in the field? And I think he would tell you uh, that that would be a long shot. Okay, there has to be some movement with this team they have to try to continue to get better they have to make sure they either retain bellinger or pick up a left-handed bat along the way that has some pop yep and the reason i i love having bellinger on this roster his defense is a plus he's a great clubhouse guy obviously left-handed power he was the key to that offense last year as you mentioned when he was out they really struggled to score runs uh and he can play first he can play center uh, but outfield, you know, the problem with Soto, in my mind, is if there's a problem with him, is that the Cubs have plenty of outfielders. <laughs> they have too many outfielders, and a lot of their young players, a lot of their prospects are outfielders. So uh, there's there's that math as well that Jed Hoyer and company have to consider. Let's sneak in one more call, Bruce, before we have to break. Paul is out in Valpo. Paul is up next on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, good morning, fellas. Great show. Um, you know, yeah, it's just – if you look at Bellinger, Bruce, you kind of touched on this earlier, and how good Bellinger was and how better the Cubs were when he was hot. Even when he slumped a little bit, the team had a hard time scoring runs. Uh, and then obviously when he was injured, they really did. So, I mean, here's the thing is, I think the last caller said it's the Cubs. I mean, that should be a positive thing. I mean, we why can't they be the Mets? Why can't they sign Bellinger and Soto? If the trade, your original point was, if the trade is Soto for Chris Morrell straight up, I love Chris Morrell, but that trade should be done tomorrow. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it's Juan Soto versus Chris Morrell. I don't care one year versus five years. Right. And, and, and it's a great point. Look, Mike, as we alluded to, the San Diego Padres are dumping salary. They, are, they have no intention of signing Soto to a long-term deal. That being the case, they would probably eat half of this contract going into 2024. Now, to, in order to get them to eat more contract, would the Cubs have to put in more people to get Soto? Most people will tell you, 
you got to be an idiot to think that San Diego would trade Morrell straight up for Soto. But knowing their situation with their ownership and a $300 million payroll that didn't make the playoffs, uh, it's upon uh, the president of baseball operations, A.J. Preller, to get rid of salary and to also keep viable by getting young prospects back that like a Morrell who can they put they can plug in next for the next five years and not to have to pay what they're going to have to pay Soto if they sign him to a long-term contract so this is part of the thinking as to why San Diego is moving Soto and why he would fit in with the Cubs in 2024 and beyond of course but uh, one year at a time I'm I'm very bullish about being bold, Mike. I, I think that trading for Soto would, would be setting up a statement, okay, that the Cubs are back to being the Cubs of 2015 through 2021, that the Cubs are back to being in the conversation with the Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, the, the Atlanta Braves, the top, the top teams, the top spenders. That's a message you have to send out there to your fan base, to your players as well. And with the, the way the Cub farm system is coming along, uh, I, I think they can continue to slowly go up in their payroll to a point where uh, they're not in the $250 million area, but they're competitive by signing free agents and being intelligent about making trades. Absolutely. And I, I wanted to point out this text, Bruce, before we break. A 312 texter said earlier, and he points to the Rangers, and he said, the Rangers spent huge money, Seager, Simeon, Evaldi, DeGrom, who's been hurt and is not even playing in this World Series. They traded for Scherzer. If you want to succeed, you have to do what it takes. And the Cubs, uh, thankfully, are definitely one of those big market teams. They can do that. They will do that. The question is, on who will they do that? On whom will they do that? We'll uh, continue this conversation next with your calls. We also want to point out uh, and look at the managerial vacancies. There's a bunch of them around baseball. And one of those due to a familiar face retiring. We'll continue our Juan Soto talk as well. And at the top of the hour, we expect to talk to Cubs legend Andre Dawson. All of that. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And more coming up next here on Inside the Clubhouse on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse. Let's see what the Cubs and Sox are doing in the offseason on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. When you get to a place where you don't have prospects and you don't have available dollars, you're stuck. And I think we're in a place right now where, you know, our books are, are clean long term. You know, certainly uh, we do have young players. I think I think the organizational health is really strong. And, you know, we'll, we'll sit down like every team will over the next, you know, few weeks and, and kind of talk through where we are financially. We haven't, we haven't done that yet. But like I said before, I, I think there was an aggressiveness going into this season. And certainly we, we, we realized that I think that, that aggressiveness that they showed financially has created some real momentum. There's Jed Hoyer at his end-of-season presser talking about the overall strong health of the Cubs organization, and we'll see them uh, put that health to work this offseason, Bruce, as we see what they do in free agency and in the trade market. It's inside the clubhouse here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Mike Esposito in for David Haw today. And, Bruce, lots of people wanting to check in on our discussion about Juan Soto and the report you put out. Uh, the article on our website about the Cubs being involved in a potential Juan Soto trade. Uh, as we talk hot stove, we're talking socks too. But uh, we head back out to the phone lines, Bruce. And uh, first up, holding patiently, we thank you for that. Phil in Lombard is on inside the clubhouse. Hey, good morning, Phil. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, Bruce, I was just wondering, uh, with Terry Francona uh, retiring in Cleveland, do you think they may be able to reset a little? And do you think they'd be – Willing to um, potentially deal Jose Ramirez, who's who was basically signed for five more years, and with a package like an Ian Happ, Christopher Morrell, and maybe a Hayden Wesneski, uh, uh, maybe uh, get a deal like that completed. That would give the Cubs a, another middle of the order hitter and a third baseman. It would basically solve two problems right there. Um, I just want to know your thoughts. The Cubs got a lot of young outfielders where they could replace Ian Happ, and he's also signed, which I think would also uh, kind of entice Cleveland. What do you think? You know, it's a great idea. I really like that idea, Mike, uh, the, the fact that Ramirez is signed relatively uh, uh, a modest contract for these days, still expensive mm-hmm. contract, but he's a terrific player and, and a switch hitter, but really a great left-handed bat out of that. Uh, a leader, a guy that uh, has uh, a tremendous um, ability as well as uh, clubhouse steerage. So from all of that, Mike, I I like that idea. I I just don't know how much inventory you're going to have to give up for Ramirez and uh, whether or not you can fill those holes adequately. But he is an impact player. He is an impact third or fourth hitter in your lineup. That's the type of player they like. Uh, he's, He's still young enough that you can see contract-wise he's going to be viable for the next three or four years. Yep. He is the face of that franchise, though, too. And, and Phil, we'll have to see if Cleveland would consider that. And if they do a teardown, then maybe they would consider that. Uh, out to the north side we go, Bruce, and Richie is on inside the clubhouse. Good morning, Richie. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Bruce. How are you doing? Good. Great Good. to have you on. So, you know, I wanted to call, give a little bit of a response maybe to some of the callers who have called in, maybe I think overvaluing some of the guys we have. I think uh, for the Cubs, you have to be sort of honest with yourself about what they have, which is they have good players and they were a good team, but they weren't a great team. And when you look at a team like, 
the Dodgers, who consistently has a great farm system, they're not always calling up all of their guys, right? They use a lot of those prospects, those young players as trade chips, and then they constantly refill with players like Juan Soto. Uh, not that they got Juan Soto, but he'd be the one available. They got, you know, Trey Turner. They've traded for players like you Darvish. They've traded for, you know, all, all of these top-tier players, and, and they're constantly doing this so that they have the elite major league-ready talent, but they do have that pipeline as well. For example, they did call up Cody Bellinger. He was homegrown, but they, you know, they don't intend to always keep every prospect they have. So when you look at a team like the Cubs, where we're close but we need those elite players, I think you got to you know maybe be a little bit more uh, ready to fire off on some of those trades, get rid of some of those young guys, bring in that major league talent, spend that big big market payroll. Uh, especially when you're in a position where a lot of our best prospects are pitchers, we can you know maybe get rid of some of those major league ready hitters get those pitchers called up on cheap and spend a lot of money on the hitting just because spending on the pitching doesn't always work out for you. Yeah, I, I really like what uh, you, you brought to the table here. And Mike, what, what I'm thinking as he's speaking is you can't have a central division mentality and think about winning a World Series, okay? The Cubs have to think out of their division, okay? They were competitive for their division. They missed by one game of being where Arizona is right now as far as being the sixth seed uh, of going to the playoffs, and now look where Arizona's at. Mm-hmm. I think people can look at that as fool's gold, like, oh, gee, all we have to do is get in every year, and we'll have a chance. We can just try to continue to win 83, 84 games. I don't think that can ever be your goal, okay? Not not for a team like the Cubs, not a, for a franchise of the Cubs. You can't think Central Division that we can win it. You have to think big idea we're going to be a great team like we were in 2015, 16, 17. We are going to be that type of franchise. I think that's what Mr. Ricketts and his family wants. I think that's what Jed Hoyer's charge is. So, again, getting there year by year, I think you you do have to make a big splash and, and again, go out there and get yourself a talent like a Soto or a Alonzo and say, look, Okay, it's only a year, but we're going to be in competition for you after this year. We are, you know, you're going to want to stay with the Chicago Cubs because we're a team not only of right now, but we're a team for the future. 312-644-6767 is our number. Let's sneak in one more before we break, Bruce. Mike is in Glencoe talking socks. Hey, Mike, good morning. It's actually a Cubs and socks question. Bruce, do I have a deal? I got a deal for you. Um, we trade or give Eloy back to the Cubs. I'll take Morrell for him. Uh, I, he came from the Cubs. Silly Cub fans would go wild for Eloy when most Sox fans know the guy can't run. He can't play the field. He can't run the bases. He doesn't hit home runs anymore. He'd be perfect at Wrigley Field. Can we make that deal happen? Can, who do we, can we unload Eloy on anybody, including the dopes that run the Cubs? Wow, you're you're a real hater, aren't you, the Cubs? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I like Eloy, and I think he stayed on the field a long time last year. He still has a lot to prove as far as being able to stay out there and regain his power stroke. So you're right. It would be a, a great t- trade for the Chicago White Sox. It, that might end up being a Sammy Sosa for George Bell trade. Okay, sure. that's, that's what might that – that might look that way uh, after that deal. I'm not advocating, and again, we're going to end this segment. We're going to hopefully talk to Andre Dawson in our next segment, talk more White Sox. But 
I'm not I'm not advocating they trade Christopher Morrell. I, I love Christopher Morrell. The, the reality is, what fits your team moving forward better in 2024? Do you have duplications for Morrell? Do you believe in those guys like Alcantara and some of the other fine young hitters that are coming up in the organization? You have a better idea as the uh, general manager and the president of the team than you and I, Mike, or any of the fans, as to what you can really count on coming out of that farm system. So I, I think with that in mind, I, I'm not opposed to trading morale for a Bigfoot player for 2024. Absolutely. 312-644-6767 is our number. Lots of texts. We'll get to some of those in our next segment. And as Bruce said, we hope to talk to Cubs legend Andre Dawson when we return during our next segment. And Tyler Kepner from The Athletic will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk World Series as Texas takes Game 1 over Arizona. All that and more coming up in Hour 2 of Inside the Clubhouse here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 